Yo, what's going on, everybody? Black Compass, Black Compass Media, back live with another one, man. Shout out to the people that's out here right now that are going to hear this. Everybody that's in the society, all people interested in battle rap and those types of things. What we do here is uh, we're covering the road to Summer Madness. Not Summer Madness, Ultimate Madness. What am I doing? Ultimate Madness, the 16-man tournament with some of the best MCs from across the country competing. Um, and that runs parallel into what I'm doing with a lot of the guys who are up and coming and putting in that work. This has been a highly requested interview. Highly, highly requested. So shout out to the West Coast. Shout out to A-Hat. Shout out to Seattle. Specifically Federal Way. Jada Nightwing. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for specifying Federal Way. I'm oh, no, very man. much appreciative of that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like to know. I like specificity. Specificity in battle rap is important. You know, it's an important Absolutely. It's an important quality, I think, for anybody who covers it, anybody who follows it. Before anything, Jay, I have to ask, man, in these difficult, trying times, how are you holding up, brother? Man, one day at a time, man. Like a lot of uh a lot of the challenges I face on a day to day basis is really just like being able to remain like adjustable. Like mm -hmm. you know, certain things are just changing constantly and consistently like i just gotta be like you know loose on my feet so mm. yep right it's just right. a matter of yeah, it's just a matter of taking the hits as they come man and, and you and are you out there currently in uh in washington and let me know about because i need to understand you know that that part of the world because to me in my east coast brain i know what california looks like i know what nevada looks like everything else is just squares and then you go all the way like to Texas. I know what that looks like, and then Florida, and then I know what up, up, you know, the rest of the country kind of looks like from there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea about uh, Washington. So, are, are you you're there now? And walk me through Federal Way because that's not Seattle. I was corrected and killed up here for saying it from <laughs> Seattle. They'd kill me. So, but, yeah. So walk me through that, like like Federal Way. Like, what is that all about? Where, where, you know what I'm saying? Like, what does that look like? I, I need to understand that. Man, Federal Way pretty much looks like, um, it looks like one of those outer cities. Like, mm. um, it's like one of those suburban kind of like outskirts of a major city. And it's, it's kind of in between two major cities. Uh, Tacoma is another big one out here in Washington, like mm. with a, with a metropolitan kind of scene and whatnot. So Federal Way is kind of like in between those. And it's it's one of those areas where like you get the best bang for your buck as far as like real estate and like, you know, living situations goes like. So a lot of people like like live here if they're like either just getting out of the projects or like trying to stay out of the projects and, mm. and like not necessarily trying to live in the city. Right. Um, so this area pretty much is like. It's kind of regular degular. There's not too much going on. It's kind of quiet. And I'd say the biggest, like, the biggest thing to it is, like, the nature. Like, mm. it, it's a lot of fucking woods out here. Pine trees, like, fucking tall as fuck. Like, as tall as, like, three-story right. buildings. Right. And um, it I wouldn't necessarily say it's, like, Oregon, because Oregon got them big-ass trees, them type of trees that, like, yeah, yeah them Paul Bunyan shits. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, them shits look, bro, like, I was on a fucking road trip, like, last year for my mom's birthday and shit, mm. and we was on a road trip through Oregon, bro, 
I fell asleep in Portland. Like, my lady was driving. I woke up. It's fucking dark. There's trees, like, t- so fucking big, I can't see the top of them. It's <laughs> random-ass houses in the dark with the lights dim and shit. This shit looks like a fucking wrong-term movie, boy. <laughs> like, I was like, I was I was scared, bro. Like, I was like, whoa, where the fuck, yo, where the fuck we at? Like, nah, like, I was not having it. I was, I was, I was stressing the fuck out, man. Right, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because, so the thing, the thing is, is that, um, you know, the reason why I, I like to know where people are from, I like to know backstories, and I'm specifically interested, you know, the, the whole Samoan heritage. I've heard you drop Uso and all that in, in, uh, in some of the rhymes and, and things like mm-hmm. that. Shout out to Samoans and things, but. Oh, how did um you know so Jaden Nightwing does were you born over there and then kind of moved this way? But what, what was the what is the lineage? Uh, you know, kind of what, what give us the backstory of how you make it over to Federal Way. So basically, my mom's she comes from Samoa, which is an island way out in the Pacific, and it's kind of just on its own. There's two Samoas. There's American Samoa. That's the territory that the U.S. owns. And then there's Western Samoa, which is it's pretty much its own country. Mm. But, like, they're both small as shit. Like, they're both about as big as fucking one of our states. Yeah. Um, and not not one of the bigger ones, neither. Like, <laughs> the shit's hella small. And um, so my mom's came out here through the military. Mm. And, you know, she basically made us, like, first-generation, like, Americans. Like, so bouncing around like a lot ended up landing us like in federal way because of opportunities that she was chasing. Mm. And, um, I'd say the Samoan heritage, like the Samoan culture, like if I had to sum it up in a nutshell, it's like, it's basically like there's, there's two versions of it. There's like Mm. the Americanized version of it. And that can kind of like depend because a lot of us Samoans are on the West coast. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us kind of, a lot of us were kind of raised in um, environments with blacks and Mexicans. And, you know, like we kind of like our cultures kind of like mend. They kind of get welded together. Okay. Um, okay. But the main things that like separate Samoan culture from anyone else is pretty much like, you know, like, cause it's not even like a lot of, a lot of people like, you know, attribute it to like being Hawaiian and whatnot. And yeah. It's mm-hmm. under the same umbrella, but it's kind of, it's kind of like the difference between Puerto Ricans and Mexicans. Like there's a, you know, yeah, we both speak in the same language, uh, but like it, it's not, it's not like the same kind of. I don't know how to put it. Like it's just a different kind of, it's a different kind of vernacular with the same thing. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. But like the main things that like like for me being black and Samoan, I'd say um, my experience as such almost. It would almost seem like if you was to look at Samoan culture and you was to look at black culture and then you look at me, mm-hmm. I'm like kind of my own culture, like by itself, like like I have my own kind of identity almost because like there's experiences that I've gone that like most black people and most Samoans wouldn't go through because like mm-hmm. it, there, there's a certain there's a certain niche that you fit in and you there's other certain niches that you don't necessarily fit into the way I identify. The way I identify is like, cause you know, I've been, I've been black and Samoan for 30 years now. So the way I kind of tend to look at it is I'm both. And at the same time, like I'm neither. Like Mm. it's, it's just, it's just the only way, it's just the best way that I can like 
you know, uh, sum it up. Right. Because like when when it comes to black culture, there's there's nothing really, you know, that I can say I'm not like exposed to. And it's the same for Samoan culture. But with Samoans, it's more like, you know, I kind of I kind of got put into an environment where, like, I really learned the Samoan culture. Like uh, when I was 13, um, my mom's my pops, they got divorced. And like uh, my mom decided then to like uh, further her education. So she needed my grams to like watch us in order for her to do so, in order for her to pursue that. Mm. So Grams was living in, back in the rock, though. So I stayed, like, on the islands for two years. And, man, I'll tell you, being the only black kid in school, it came with its trials and tribulations. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah, man, but, but, so. but, so, I mean, does it, um, you know, as a, as a Samoan, I mean, I guess for, for that side of the family, when you make your way over here and you see the things that a lot of black people are exposed to and in, in the culture and things like that, did your family immediately commiserate with uh, with black people uh, or, or relate themselves that way? Or is it uh, sort of a thing where you, you need to maintain that separation is like, you know, uh, Samoan uh, being Samoan is itself something distinctive. Or, or do you say, you know what, I'm still black at the end of the day and. I, you know, we, we kind of fall under this pan-African umbrella. Like, how does how does that shape up in your family? Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, for for every family, it's kind of different. I can only speak for my own. And my mother, I feel like, really identified with the Black struggle a lot when she came because the peers that she had while she was trying to, like, establish herself out there, out here in this new environment, was mainly Black women. Mm. So, like, like all her best friends, all the people, her support system out here, like, cause you know, support at home is just like, you know, her mom and, but that's just via phone. Like when she's in, when she's dealing with shit, like out here, like there's no, there's no family out here. She's, she's like the first to come out here and establish herself out here. Right. Right. So, yeah. So like the people that she related to the most, like, um, with like her, with her trials, was black people like with black women um specifically mm -hmm. and uh so with me growing up like it was kind of like i was getting an education on both cultures like kind of simultaneously mm. so it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of something i didn't really recognize a difference in until there was a you know like a really distinct environment where like i was very different you know what i mean like like, cause out here, everybody's fucking different. It's America. Like everybody's, you know, you're Mexican, Chinese, white, like, unless you're in one of those areas where like, you know what I mean? Like it's just white and black. Um, it's like, it's like one of those things that like, you kind of, it kind of just goes unnoticed, um, as a kid. Mm. But when you're in Samoa, it's nothing but Samoans and Koreans or Filipinos. Like, mm -hmm. so <laughs> when you're the only black person. That's when. That's when people really point out the differences that you have with the culture. And, um, yeah, I, I would say, like, it wasn't really, like, you know, hate-based as far as, like, you know, the the uh, differences that people would point out with me. It was just more ignorance. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they ain't never seen a, they ain't never seen a black person before. Like, I was probably the first and the last black person they'll ever see. So it was, like, yeah, kind of... Yeah, yeah. 
you know, like you, you kind of get what you expected. I wasn't like getting crosses burned in my yard or none of that shit. Like mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, oh, you black, so you must know how to fight. <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> and then the black people were like, well, he's Samoan. This nigga's crazy. Yeah. Stay away from <laughs> <Right>. him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And then like, yeah, from, from black people, I would still get like a sense like, like since I'm bigger than most black people, like they'd be like, Oh uh, yeah, I ain't fucking with that dude. But in a sense, it's still like the same kind of like unfamiliarity that um that the Samoans had. And it's kinda that's that's what kinda like has me identifying as both solidified mm. and at the same time I'm kind of my own. Like my, my culture is kind of by itself. Like I can relate probably the most with other like mixed people like black and Samoans uh maybe white and black I'm not I'm not too familiar with yeah. with their you know and I'm not too familiar with their backgrounds and their struggles but like because it's not like we got we come together and I'm like that we just you know most black and white people like as far as I know they just identify as black right uh, so it's just kind of yeah it's just kind of something that I think they all might be able to relate to in a similar sense though I think I think see stuff like this for me as background is important because I think now that you explain being sort of in this cultural purgatory, I understand now the the eclectic rhymes, the look, the the way that you approach battling. I think that the life story sort of factors into that for every battler. That's why I like to dig into that. Um, oh, absolutely. So so young Jaden Nightwing, first generation American growing up in probably a slightly racist environment with all the bullshit going on. Um, and, and you just you hinted that you're uh, in the in the 30 club. Shout out to people that's in that in that realm. Now, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you came of age in that late 90s, early 2000s era. I want to mm-hmm. know what Jaden Nightwing was listening to. And what influenced them to rap or at least just be a part of this hip hop thing? Like what grew that love and, you know, where does that foundation come from? So what were you listening to early on? I want early memories of hip hop. Shit. The first, my first exposure to hip hop was when my uncle came from Samoa. He was bumping N.W.A. and Tupac. Mm. And uh, yeah, so my first exposure to hip hop was uh, Tupac's California Love. And then like. It was, it, but it wasn't, it was just something I liked. It wasn't necessarily something that, you know, I wanted to like indulge in. Like, I was just kind of like, yo, this is dope. Like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about because I'm too young <laughs> to put shit together, but I like how he's saying it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I think, I think what really got me into like wanting to rap was, uh, fucking the Nas and Jay Z beef. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that my is uncle a was, big moment yeah. for people our age when that beef yeah. pops. See, some of y'all niggas that's twenty one. Listen, I'm sorry, hip hop has been trash for most of your life. I get it, but for <laughs> us, that ninety eight to like two thousand three situation was crazy, and that Man. was one of the highlights, right? So Jay and Nas, I want to get let's let's go back. <laughs> so so was it was it because when Ether dropped, that changed everything. But even before that. Like the little tension started to rise, but what was so? What was it about that? It was like, oh no, nah, I gotta be a part of this. Shit. Uh, it was, it was kind of what I was like, what I was exposed to. Like I was just, you know, uh, fucking Nas had that one song, um, "Got Yourself a Gun" and fire. shit, and I was like, yo, that shit's fire. Like Nas is fucking fire. And then 
Jay-Z was kind of boring to me. I, I wasn't really fucking with Jay-Z. He was a Hove like, guy. Yeah, I wasn't really a Hove guy. But my right. uncle, my uncle was big on Hove. He was like, man, you're not listening. That's why you're not fucking with him. You're too young. You don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. And I'm like, I don't see it, man. Like, I just don't see it. And he was like, <laughs> and so he 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 uh let me listen to Ether. And I'm like, yo, he's killing Hove right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? He's killing Hove. But then he let me listen to Takeover. Mm. And he was like, you got to understand how difficult it is to rap the way Hove is rapping right now mm. and be able to, and be able to like, because Nas is just tackling him. And I'm like, well, I mean, if you in a fight and you fighting a whole bunch of other people at the same time, like. But my logic was different on it. Like, I was like, if you try, like, Nas did what he was supposed to do. He's attacking him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, that ain't, that ain't, but, but see, Hove is like multifaceted. He can do all types of shit. Mm-hmm. And you see the way he's rapping right now, right? You see the way he's rapping, like, take over, the breaks over, nigga, God MC, me, Jay, what's it making you do? It's making you nod your head. Yeah. How many times you nod your head during Ether? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Hove was able to do that and make a fucking hit at the same fucking time while he's dissing half of the fucking industry. I'm like, all right, man, me and my uncle like fucking bickered about this shit for a good two years. (laughs) 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 Just going back and forth about this shit. And like, yeah, yeah, like this shit, that shit had me like, that, that like kind of raised my IQ, um, with how, lyrics are kind of like formed Mm. and then and then battle rap as far as battle rap goes Mm -hmm. that nigga that nigga jen was probably the one that had me like watching battle rap like because you know there was those freestyle fridays but i didn't really give a shit it wasn't until it wasn't until jen i'm looking at an asian dude Killing motherfuckers week by week. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm like, yo, he's getting them the fuck out of (laughs) here. But but when Sirius Jones, uh, (laughs) when that shit happened, I was like, dog, okay. Okay, yeah. so so you was playing with the right ones, but nah, when you take it to the hood, nah, you, right, right. <laughs> you ain't getting away with it like that. And they, and they shine that bright light on you, and Jones took him to the lunchroom, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you're going to get these Yo. jokes. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, me and every kid at school was wilding over that shit, bro. Right. Like, we was, we was, like, on the Sirius Jones bandwagon. I remember being super hyped for for Murder Mook and Sirius Jones, and then like, yeah, man. By the time like by the time that battle got finished, bro, like I was a battle rap fan. You was, you was a fan. Like, you yeah. was already in in in. Time. Yeah. Now now let's get into the transition from being a fan. Now I was picking up them DVDs too. At the time I was in college, so I had to run back to the hood, go get a haircut. I grab a DVD. That's what a nigga do. Grab a DVD, say hi to my mom, steal a plate or two, and then take my broke ass back to college. That's what I did. Now, so I was buying all of that. But I want to know the transition from, you know, saying, you know, I'm a fan of this shit to, you know what? I could do this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Lux, so, yeah. What happened? It Like, was it a, yo, yo, homie said he could rap, man. Let me go get Jay, man. Jay can rap too. So what's up? I need to know that setup when, you know, them teenage years, them formidable years where Jay mm-hmm. steps up and grabs the mic for the first time. So I used to freestyle like battle all the damn time. And um, the thing, the thing that got me into doing that was Lil Wayne when, 
Mm. Little Wayne started like really taking off and like kind of just making it look easy the way he was coming up with metaphors. I was smoking weed all the damn time and I was thinking of like the same. I was I was like kind of on that wavelength where like I could like rap about the type of shit he would rap about. And I would just battle niggas at school for like 20, 40 bucks or whatnot. Like if we wasn't shooting crafts, we was battling. And, you know, like I got to a point where I felt like real confident about the shit. But then I kind of put it down like after graduating. I was just like, nah, this shit. You know, I'd rather just be a fan. I'll let niggas, I'll let niggas do that other shit. Like I'm cool on that. But it wasn't until Loaded Lux versus Calico where I was like, like Lux said so much shit, it like changed the way I looked at bars and mm-hmm. the way I looked at at writing mm-hmm. to where I was like, yo, I, I got to say this shit to somebody. Somebody's somebody's son got to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I got too much. I got I had he inspired too much out of me yeah. to where I was like, yeah, like I got to stand in front of somebody with this. It, that that was um that performance does transcend battle rap in a way you know and I've seen it very uh, I gotta get the the actual uh, article for people but there's a really good write up about this I think the Grio did a write up about you know what he's saying how Calico's reaction to it is and what the fans are doing quietly listening to this dude give this crazy diatribe breaking down this man's life. And related right. to all all these different things, I think before that we had never seen that on a massive scale like that before. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so like, articulately done. Right, right. Not not many curses at all. Right, like not not even really disrespecting him in a way that's like up front front door, but it's digging into something a little bit deeper. So was that that was like you know what? This is it's more than just bars at this point. Was that was that yeah? What it, was for you? it was that. It was that. It was like how creatively he put it all together. And it was also like how he was using words, like his rhetoric and, and the way he like transitioned. And like, it was the whole package for me. Like, I felt like I was, I was watching an alien who was like from the future, do this little thing we call battle rap. Like, (laughs) yeah, like, like he was taking it and just like completely like, and geniusly like altering it. And, Mm -hmm. It just, it was too much for me to like, just, you know, stay just a fan. Like I had to, I had to stand in front of somebody. Like it was just, it was, yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, you know, I think, I think that was, uh, that really opened the door to a lot of like writers. Right. I think all the writers antennas went up when we saw Lux with them three rounds against miles. And then we saw what Lux did against Calico. It was like, all right, this is something, you know what I'm saying? So, and so, I came to it late. Mm-hmm. I came to I came to Lux and Calico late. Like, mm. it, like I had kind of stepped like after the grind time era, I kind of stepped back from battle rap because I was like, this shit kind of going in a direction that's kind of weird. Like, what you mean? What you uh, mean? <laughs> I don't know. I just wasn't too much of a fan of like, um, like Awkward's was the was the big name. Yeah, and I yeah I was never a fan of Awkward's, and I was like, eh, like I'm cool off of this shit. It's not, it, backpackers that you know ain't from that life kind of taking this shit over and you know talking about shit they ain't really about and i'm like ah, mm. like i'm i'm cool on this like it it started turning into some shit that i wasn't really for but you know this is still me like being a battle rap fan completely right. outside like i hadn't attended one event i hadn't you know reached out to anybody else who was battle rap fans other than my inner circle already 
you know what I mean? So it was like literally like just me with my own opinions and no experience, you know what I mean? But when I decided to step back in it was when uh, ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky, they had this one song. I That's forget what it's called. That's a crazy name drop before this. Uh, but just so you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah they and ASAP Rocky said in his in his line, he was like, loaded Lux, put in work. And I was like, loaded Lux. Like, like, I definitely knew that name. I was like, I ain't heard that from that nigga in a minute. Did he drop something new or something? Like, because I didn't get the reference, like put in work. I was like, mm-hmm. what? And then fucking do a little YouTube search, Loaded Lux versus Calico. Bro, my mind was blown. I was like, God damn. <laughs> 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 this nigga came back with a vengeance, yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so, all right. So, then, so then, so then, we 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 got the love of battle rap and things like that. Now, when you start to compete, early early days, we we see you at A Hat, A Hat yeah. Washington, uh, four MCs by MCs. That's kind of a dope name for a league, by the way. But uh, we see yeah. you early <laughs> early on in that uh, situation. Now, you know, and, and you kind of hit the ground running. I mean, you know, the thing about you, and I find this out about other people too. Is that when you really look at people's history, you've been around for a little bit, right? You was able to get some nice names before you even reached the stage and all that. So walk us through the, yeah. the, the A-hat situation, kind of how you got hooked up with them and, and what you learned from that. Because them small leagues is what builds a lot of them scars, a lot of that, you know, that, that them war wounds that you come in with as you climb the ladder. So walk walk us through that, though. Like how, how yeah, absolutely. It definitely, it definitely raised a lot of temperament. Um, I would say, so 2014, like, this is like around that time where like, you know, I watched Lux, got inspired and all that. And, but locally I had no idea where I was supposed to go. Like, I didn't know if there was like Facebook pages or some shit, like none of that. But like, I'm still, you know, like hanging out with the homies and we go to this bar and then one of the homies is like, Hey, yo, he was talking about you want a battle rap, right? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's the homie Hypnosis over there. And, you know, Hypnosis, he from Westside. Like, we from we from the Fed. Like, mm. so we, we ain't really like, you know, we, there ain't no beef or nothing like that. But it's like, there's no familiarity. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I can't just walk up on the nigga. Like, but I was like trying to kind of find a way to like, you know, make it seem like, you know, hey, I come in peace. I'm, I'm actually just, you know, not on the hood shit. I'm just trying to see like you got any advice on how I can get started with like a league. And he was like, Oh, got you. He hit up Rome, ran the Ahab Washington league out here. Okay. And he hit up Rome the same fucking night and was like, yeah, you said you booked in July. And I was like, shit, I appreciate it, man. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like the, the roller coaster just started uh, from that. Like um, mm. my first battle, like, I beat the guy, but I was trash, bro. Like you was trash. Honestly, okay, I like the bro. honesty. I like early assessments of work, but yeah, man. What was trash I mean, yeah, about I early beat J? the guy. <laughs> I was trying too hard to be like Lux. I was, mm. I was trying to sound like Lux. I was trying to structure my words like him. But you know, when you look at me, I'm not Lux. Like, like the the way I talk regularly is not like Lux. Like nice. I was trying too hard to be Lux, and um, it took man, it took like a good like the whole first year i want to say for me to like shake that and kind of come back to like who i was and 
I'd say that's when I kind of started picking up momentum and a fan base out here locally. Like I started being able to contend with the, with the, with the local heavyweights after like the first year. But then it started, it's, it started becoming like, now you gotta, now you gotta compete on a level that is not just as good as the heavyweights out here, but the heavyweights in your region, like the whole West Coast. And how, how do you get that done? And that took a lot of travel. It took a lot of like battling in front of crowds that I'm not used to. It took a lot of, um, it took a lot of, uh, like adjustment pretty much. Mm. And it wasn't until I started battling, um, bigger names that really like saw when I battled Jones, mm. I battled Chilla Jones in I think 2017. When I battled him, he showed me the difference. He showed me, like, because I was at a level where I felt like I was good. Like, I was a good battle rapper. But he showed me what it took to be a great one. Because I was, like, rapping in his ear, like, trying to, like, just bark on him. But the way he, like, just started his round slowly and, like, let the crowd settle down and then just project. Like, he didn't have to really out-rap me. He just projected better, and he had a confidence about him, hmm. an aura about him that was demanding, that was commanding of the of the crowd. Right. And, that, and in that moment, when I saw that, it was like, not only is it showing me what it takes, but there's nothing I can do at this moment. I'm losing hmm. this battle. Like, that's it. There is no way I can beat this because I was not prepared for this. I've never seen this. So, like, in a sense, like, I was just never going to, I was never going to win. You know that that to me as a out from outside looking in uh, knowing that I can't do this that always struck me as crazy when battlers is like yo I've I battled Chilla cuz Chilla one of them dudes right Chilla DNA YK you pay him a nice little bag they're going to come to your town and fuck you up now <laughs> that's <laughs> a fact I've heard from so many people they was like you know I stood and I realized mid in the middle of his round that I was going to lose the battle 3-0 and that feeling has to be just like what the fuck? Like, I don't got nothing for this. You know, and it's not even like yeah. he's doing nothing crazy. He just hit man like awesome. I ain't even said nothing yet. They're already teaching a little nigga how to control the crowd. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you do for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. so, but that helped build your confidence to the point where your ass got on stage and was like, you motherfuckers say I rap too slow, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. I get it like, now. Once, <laughs> once I, once I like seen him do it, uh-huh. Like, I realized I was going to get 30, but I also understood how insignificant me getting 30 tonight meant as far as, like, the trajectory of where I'm going now. Mm. Like, it was even more exciting. And, like, for, like, a good six months after that, I was in Chilla's inbox. Like, yo, I really appreciate it, bro. Like, all the success that I'm about to see in the near future, I got to attribute it to you. Because if you didn't show me, bro, like, I'd probably still be playing with the same hamster wheel, you know what I mean? Mm. So, you know, uh, trying to pay these small leagues to have me on their format and all that shit. Like, but like, that's, that's the, that's the thing that I think separate, separated me from like the rest of the flock is like, I was paying attention and I was like really trying to find what it took. Mm. And when I found it, when I found it, it was just like, so the next person that shows me how to, how to be like, you know, um, on the level of say, uh, shotgun, Shug, Tay Rock, fucking mm-hmm. on them. The next nigga that shows me how to do that, mm-hmm. like I'm taking it and I'm running with it, and I'm going, I'm, I'm going as far as I can go with it, like because right. 
that's what I'm looking for at this point. Like I'm at the point where like, I feel like, you know, I can compete with the niggas around me, but that's not the point. That's not the end game. Okay. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to be the best in this motherfucker. Like period. So, like, so I, I, you know, and I, and I, I want to get into that and I, I just want to, you know, run down the recent work, you know, for my, my own experiences. And I like to be honest about how I feel about, you know, artists and stuff like that and, and my impressions and things I like and didn't like now, my first experience with you because I you, to me you came out of nowhere until I look back, but I saw you yeah. absolutely fucking destroy Fix and I was like okay, uh, this nigga's nice and so I see Fix I see real name Brandon Don Marino definitely changed things for me, you know what I mean in terms of like nah like this is some extra shit like he can write but the way that he's seamlessly going through these bars is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so that so that was a breath of fresh air to me. And I'm a you know, I'm a I'm a backpack uh type nigga. You know what I mean? That's that's more into the lyrics. So you already had that. It was other yeah, things yeah. that I started to notice about you on the court that really fucked me up, bro. And we can we can yeah, talk yeah. about we can talk about that, but I you know, the formidable battles that that really, you know, kinda that earned you your way into this slot, I feel like it's based on the fact that we see the potential. We see it. I don't know. Absolutely. It seemed like you kind of on some Isaiah Ryder shit, though, sometimes. Like, bro, we, <laughs> we know you can score 31. Why you got 15 points? What are you doing, bro? <laughs> right. What are you doing? And it's a nasty nah, 15. You don't even be like, you don't even play on the court. You're like, you ain't even tired. The fuck going mm-hmm. on? So, yeah, right. so I, I got I to gotta address that because I'm like, yo, he's nice. But the, the spaces, the not remembering... You fucked yeah. me up with that Reaper Rail. Shout out to Reaper. Reaper, that, that's my man's. And he was like, I'm going to kill this nigga. I'm like, I don't know, Reaper. This nigga got some shit. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. And I and, and if they would have panned the camera to my face, bro, I was highly disappointed. Like, yo, what is going on? What's happening? Yeah. So I, let's go through some of the trials and tribulations, what you sort of learned from the Don Marino thing being a, a turning point. But we'll address some of the other criticisms. We'll be, we'll be honest and upfront about it. The the the, yeah. the the choking, the 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 stopping, the not remembering, the misremembering, and things like that. Let's talk about it, Jay. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say as far as like the the from Fix to Don Marino, mm-hmm. there was a certain there was a certain mentality that I was keeping, mm-hmm. and um, it was like it was like something that I felt I had to. I had to accomplish like there was like so many people supporting me and so many people showing love and so many people waiting for me to get to that point. Oh yeah. Like to just, to just have the PG, not necessarily to excel or nothing like, but to just have those opportunities. And like when I was looking at those battles, it was in the mindset of like, you can't fuck up. You can't fail. There's no option. No, you don't have a choice. There's nothing like, and it, and it, that kind of mentality creates a certain clarity and a certain focus that like you can't distract. It's just not, it's not possible to distract that kind of focus. But after Don Marino, the reception that I got from that kind of created sort of a, a complacency Mm. in my, in my mentality. Okay. And it, so when I battle Riggs, that was the first URL battle that I choke in. Right. And it, it completely blindsided me because I didn't know how complacent I had been. And um, I didn't necessarily do 
what I needed to do in order to alleviate that. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't get to address it because soon after that battle, I got a little bit of static about it, but the battle never drops. Right. And right. on, on top of that, like not even a month later, the Northwest loses a very staple figure hmm. to uh, police misuse of authority. I'll hmm. put it that way. Hmm. Um, and that pretty much reset my mentality to where I was with the fixed battles and the real name Brandon's and the Don Marino's. It made you so appreciate when I this shit more or, or, or what? That situation? Nah, like there was a fire. Like mm. there, there was, there was an anger about the whole situation and just an anger in general mm -hmm. about like, about the way society works. And, um, so when I battled Madface, the clarity was back. The focus was back. The way I was seeing it, like I was dedicating that battle to my lost friend. Mm. And so there was no fucking up. Once again, we were back in, in the line of fire where there's no fucking up. You're not about to, you're not about to dedicate this battle to your friend and then fuck this up. Like that's not going to happen. Right. 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 But then we're right back to square fucking one after the reception of that battle. Mm. And that's when Reaper Rail happens. Reaper Rail was also a battle that kind of kind of got sprung on me, but that's not really. I can't use that as an excuse because I know that that's not that's not what uh, caused the slip ups and the chokes. Like I know I know for a fact that ain't what that ain't what it was. It was it was a certain complacency that still like didn't get fully addressed and didn't get mended. Right. So when it happened, that's when I was like, okay, you're you're really like. You're, you're, you got two chokes under your belt now. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Like from where you're at in your position and your, your, uh, your relationship with the URL, like that has to stop. Right. And, right. um, so me and Emerson Kennedy happened a month after and, uh, <laughs> boy, that battle is tough work. <laughs> that mm -hmm. battle is heavy work. And that's why I even get more mad at you. I get more fucking, I'm like, that's how you rap. I would have been the guy that you rap like that every time out. What the fuck? Yeah. Boy, you were talking yeah, to that man. man. Shout out to Emerson too. He's probably the nicest battle rapper, like a nice guy. Like he's, and you let loose an entire clip on this nigga. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Like I still got myself losing that battle, man. I really feel mm. like he punched my fucking head off. Yeah, he went like, crazy. He did, yeah. <laughs> as he is, as he is wont to do. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, man. Like, cause I I had designed my whole defense in order to be impenetrable, and it seemed like like I didn't think that somebody would try and take the approach of going straight through the front door, like just punching their way through the front door. Like I figured people are going to try and go around me or, or try and find a way, you know, to dig up from underneath me with like some sort of crazy angle, some shit. I wasn't expecting a nigga to just brute force try and, you know, like break my, break my barriers. Like, but that nigga like just went full fucking straight through the front door. Like just punch it. after punch after yeah. punch at this first round. I'm like, all right, well, at least I know that's his best round. Like, he ain't going to be able to do that again. Mm -hmm. Second round, I'm just like, well, let's just make this debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jada Nightwing might be one. This might be one of the most self-aware interviews I've had in a long time. I'm not going to hold you. Because it's hard to get mad at a nigga that's like, nah, you hear what this nigga was saying? Like, 
You like that? Yeah, this, man. Like, let me just make this shit close. This nigga bugging. <laughs> for real, man. Like this nigga is just on some. This nigga decided to go Super Saiyan today, and well, this is just gonna have to be one of those that I lose. Yeah. It was different. It was different too from the Chilla Jones experience, where like I knew I was gonna lose because it was like a like when I was standing in front of Emerson, it was like um he was showing me a lot of shit that i wasn't sure i could even fucking do you know what i mean like i was just like god damn like the only thing i can think of doing is uh <laughs> like i'm still not too sure like i might i might be able to like you know punch more or my like i don't know man like emerson scares me like i think it gives me fucking ptsd from that battle like <laughs> <laughs> when, I when I watch that battle, when I watch that battle, if I watch that battle, yeah. I'm only watching my rounds. Like yeah. I ain't really, I ain't really fucking with his rounds too much. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't trying to relive that shit. You got me fucked up. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, shout out to Emerson Kennedy. That nigga probably like, like, I don't know. Like, I, I imagine that he's probably on a yoga mat somewhere. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like a kufi on, like. Reading, you know what I mean? Like reading some fucking Langston Hughes novel or something. Like I don't know. Shout out to Emerson, Shit. man. It's a whole different dude. Yeah, man. Um, now, now let's talk about. I want to do this first of all. Shout out to the whole society. Everybody sitting here listening to this. People are gonna hear this as well. We on right now with Jada Nightwing. Real quick, before we get some people. I mean, uh, there's people here that that want to say things and got questions and things like that. Uh, we'll get them in here. But I want to get to this tournament. And now yeah. that we understand a little bit about the background, the style, the influences that carry you on into this place, you're in a 16-man tournament with some of the best MCs in the goddamn country that haven't yet broke through. You on there with, with Fonz, you got Cougar, you got Don Marino, shout out to Don, he's in the chat too, shout out uh, Brooklyn Hands, you got Ace Me, who's already made a name for himself, Kid Chaos, uh, like you, it's just a lot of people, yeah. you in that first round versus real sick who has won the UW tournament before so he's used to the setting i need to know why i i need to pick jay the nightwing on it because i see people that are like yo jay man i'm telling you he the one to watch but i gotta go off a body of work and you one of them niggas that lead up to that punch it's a crazy punch but you have yeah. a lead up to that motherfucker this is the tournament setting Lower clock times and all that shit is gonna factor in. Why should yeah. I say? Why should a fan of yours be be confident going into the barbershop saying Jaden Nightwing is about to fuck everybody up in this tournament? I'll be honest, man. I don't want you to be confident in me. Mm. That doesn't benefit me. Mm. I want you to feel like I gotta prove it because that's what I'm telling myself is. You you just gotta you just gotta get in there and prove it. The fans want three rounds from you. That's all they want. They just want three rounds from. You. They want you to not fuck up. They want a great battle. They want to be entertained. That's what they want. But what do you want? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to win this shit. I'm trying to take it all. I'm I'm not in it. I'm not in it just to compete. I'm not here to compete. That's not what I do. That's not my strong suit. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here to dominate. And in this battle, we're real sick. That is my only intention is to completely dominate. Like I ain't trying, I ain't, I ain't playing with this man at all. Y'all niggas done scared me too fucking much telling me he's a problem and all this <laughs> shit. So the way I'm looking at it is I'm about to have to stand in front of another Emerson Kennedy moment and I, I'll be goddamn like <laughs> I'm not going out like that anymore. Like period. Like if I can help it, like real sick is getting 120% J. 
like the Mad King. Like I created this character because the Mad King fully represents that mentality of clarity where you just cannot fuck up. And that's all I'm ever going to be presenting from now on is the Mad King. And I've never seen the Mad King lose. So if he if he is able to beat me at 120%, you guys got yourselves a motherfucking classic. I can guarantee you that. Mm. But as far as like as far as like putting your money on me, mm-hmm. don't don't do it. Don't let do me it. let me prove it. Okay. Let me prove let me prove my worth. Put your money on me afterwards. Okay. 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 I I think I think uh, having sick is opening round is a tough situation. I you know I've heard and this is uh you know shout out to uh uh you know uh your honor and and Fonzie we had him up here Kruger as well shout out to Kruger too we, we still want to get Kruger on and all that as well but your side they're saying your side of the bracket is not as crazy as this right side of the bracket like what do you what do you think about like like who in your opinion is people kind of need to look out for. You know, out of these guys, who are you saying is like maybe the most dangerous guys or probably going to uh, pose most of the threat? You know, not if it's not to you because you like, yo, fuck everybody. I get it. But to the tournament overall, who you think is going to shake shit up if you can name some names? Oh, even though I'm still in this mentality, I would say there are still like names that worry me. Mm-hmm. Real Sick is definitely uh top priority on that list mm-hmm. um, for obvious reasons. Um, I'd say second to him is Brooklyn hands. Um, mm. a prepared Brooklyn hands scares the shit out of me. Um, mainly because he's an individual that I feel like is not getting the right, like he's not getting the right perception from people. Whoa, like whoa, people whoa, don't whoa. necessarily like the grit that he's able to portray while expressing his writing ability. Like, I don't think people are like really knowing what they're looking at when they when they see him battle like a fully prepped Brooklyn hands in this setting, especially. Yeah. Oh, he's eating. He's going. He's eating everything. Yeah. Like and it's very hard to contend with because what can you do with him? Like and especially like someone like me who's kind of used to towering over people like he's got he's got size on me. Hmm. So it's like not only is his writing ability kind of on par with me maybe not punching ability maybe i could punch harder and get a harder reaction than he can Mm -hmm. but as far as being as far as lyrical ability we might be in on the same wavelength Mm. and he's got the size on me so i can't just i can't just you know like uh use that demeanor against him like it's not going to work too much you know luckily it ain't going to work too much for him neither but at the same time these are these are obstacles that i'm not used to having to deal with so for me personally yeah, Brooklyn Hands is uh, second priority for me. Okay, okay, okay. You and Hands in the finals is a crazy finals. I think the way that this shit shakes out, you know, no matter what, no matter who makes it, it's going to end up being a dope uh, situation. The Hands comment, I think, is very important because he has the ability to get the crowd by either the aesthetic or niggas that's listening, right? Absolutely. Because his aesthetic alone, I've seen people just go crazy off of when he just in a nigga face and have no idea what the fuck he's talking about like i have no hog sneezing i ain't never heard a fucking (laughs) hog sneeze like yo but that shit the way he said it is like sound like a hog sneezing like nigga 
the, he got locked that nigga up. Call the police, the bro. Tactical like, grip on the butterfly with the extended mag on the shit, but he, you know what I'm saying? Man. Like, yeah, that yeah. shit is the shit nightmares are made of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like that shit. That shit is fucking crazy. Like for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, I respect that. I so I think, um, like I said, I, I think this tournament is going to really, you know, it, it, to me, it's a blessing that you guys have this. I think every group Absolutely. of PG should have this because it's a it's a separation thing. This is the best way to do it. And immediately when you see the names on the tournament, the battle rap fans, our heads just start to fucking click. Like, well, damn, I haven't seen too many Squeako battle. Let me go spin the block on him. Oh, big hand back. All right, cool. Let me go. Spin Absolutely. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. are you ready for that extra microscope that's going to be on everything? You know, it's the nitpicking. It's going to happen. So are you I hope I'm ready for that? I hope I'm ready because the way I'm preparing for it is kind of like simplifying everything, like to make sure that my focus is is the same. And I'm hoping it's a plan that when executed works. You know what I mean? Um, but these are these are. um these are untreaded terrains for me. So it's, it's just, it's just going to be one of those like, you know, trial and error type type situations for me. Like, cause I mean, I can go off of like, you know, uh, past experiences. I could go off of other people's like, you know, experiences who have been through this. I can take all the advice I want, but at the end of the day, you're the one that's got to walk down that motherfucker. And if whether or not you ready, that's, that's to be seen. I have a, I have a strategy, mm-hmm. but whether or not it works, I mean, we'll all see. All right, all right, I'll, yo, I'm looking forward to it. I want to, I want to do this though, because I, I still got things I want to address, but I, I want to get some of the people on, some of the supporters in the society, people who watch you and, and things like that, people with questions. All right, so I'm, a, I'm gonna start with my man Dapo, man. Shout out, to, shout out to Dapo and all that, man. Dapo, what up? You on with Jay Nightwing? Is that Dapo? Yeah, yeah. Dapo's up. Yeah. What's good? What's good? Shaking tone, shaking on Jay. What up, bro? How you doing? I ain't shit. Brooklyn shit. Army shit was shaking. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Um, I'm saying. Shout out Brooklyn. I got a question, right? Two questions. Um, where do, on some job shit, right? Where do mm-hmm. you see yourself and your brand in three years? That's mm-hmm. the first question. Mm-hmm. Second question is, who out of your class right now do you not see lasting past this um tournament? Ooh, great questions. Uh, no, hum- no humble shit because he was real humble to him. I respect it. No humble shit. Keep it a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at the. So with the first question, I see myself in three years having put out at least three books. That's a goal. Oh, wow. And as far as battle rap goes, okay. being on the level, <laughs> being on the level that Geechee Gotti is at, mm-hmm. at the very least, at the very least, like that's that's the mm-hmm. goal that I'm that I'm going for. Uh, can you repeat that second question so I can focus on that? Who do you see in this, um, like in your in your class right now? Who is not going to be around? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's not going to make it past like this tournament or like this quarantine era? Like, who's not going to make it out of this era battle rap? Very difficult question to answer, and that's not even to be humble. It's because of an understanding that a lot of variables contribute <laughs> to certain decisions like that as to why a person quits. If I was to just, the the best thing I can do is make a lazy estimation, and I would say someone like Fonz isn't gonna last. Someone like Big Hand, um, also uh, Bad News, 
let's see. Is that, is that based really... on just uh, is that what what is that based? Is that based on marketability? What is that based on? Uh, so with Fonz, with Fonz is based on how he's receptive, and I think the with the way he's receptive, if he doesn't come up with a different way to be receptive or to make it easier to be receptive, mm-hmm. he's gonna fall into the category of like other battlers who are great. They're acknowledged as being great battlers, but just aren't you know. Uh, seeing the success that you know other great battles. So you think see. you think you're going to hit a ceiling and then basically yeah. like fizzle out? Yeah. Okay. Um, but this isn't this isn't really sincere thought. This is uh-huh. this is just me on the spot. Question. Question. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I, let me ask you. There's one more, one more, one more bar, one more bar. Um, the niggas never follow. Yeah, brother, <laughs> they got five right. questions. Go ahead, man. Shout out to Go ahead. <laughs> Who do you who do you want whose career do you want to end with your next battle after the oh, after the tournament? Shit. Whose career do you want to end on a medium sized stage, a nice born legacy stage? Who do you want to put in a in the grave? And it's out of respect, out of who like it could be someone you respect. Like it don't gotta be someone you don't like fancy or someone you think is trash. Like who do you respect that much that you really want to take their head off? I know you and Aces fly like that, and you had your battle. Calico, Calico, oh my god, Ooh, oh my yeah. Calico, I feel like is an individual I would love to. Mm. Like he just gives elaborate. Me a, elaborate. He just, he just gives me a vibe about him. Do tell that that like he hasn't really been contested. Like he like ever since Lux, like he's just kind of you know he's had he's had great performances and great moments. And, you know he's like. Respected on a certain level that I feel like he's taken, he's taken to his head, and there's not mm-hmm. really anything I can pinpoint per se to give me that. Imp- that is what gave me that impression, but nonetheless, the impression is there, and I wouldn't mind humbling a bit. As far as ending his career, like I don't want that for nobody, but yeah, there's a few people. Yeah, hypothetically you know. speaking, as wrong. Hypothetically, ending in career, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Battle rap is forgiving because you know Adi Boom about to have a yo jersey. They look strong. That man, that don't come hey, up here yo. with that bullshit, bro. That's a fact. Yo, shout yo, shout out to Brooklyn, man. Yo, shout out to Brooklyn. Shout out to my man, that whole army, man. This <laughs> that nigga was trying. That nigga picked up the fucking ball and ran with. it. <laughs> Yo, that's why, yo, that's why I fuck with this shit, man. This culture got some of the best fucking supporters, man. Some of the coolest niggas, man. That's my man, Dap. Absolutely. Now, 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 even with that, see, I didn't peg you for a believability guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't peg. Some, for some reason, the lyrical guys in my head don't care about, like, believability. I don't know. Yeah, it's a yeah. shitty way to go about it. But you like, yo, these niggas not living they, they shit, so... I don't really fuck well, with it. You know what I mean? That's to, interesting to me. To me, there's there's like there's like there's just a line that I got. Where like, you know, you don't necessarily have to be the, you know, the exact portrayal of what you're talking about. But at a certain extent, it kind of gets silly. Mm-hmm. Like where it's just like, come on, bro, like you doing all this shit, saying all these kinds of things, like being mad disrespectful. And you you kind of saying things that like you know outside the venue, you if you get punched for saying shit like that, you turn into a fucking chicken, and it's like dog, like 
why set yourself up for that? Like, why put yourself in that kind of, at a certain extent, like, with no matter what I say, like, I'm fully understanding of the fact that, like, I might have to pay for some of those words. You know what I mean? Like, the chickens would come home to roost eventually if I am portraying a certain image that is not myself. Right. And, you know, to an extent, I exaggerate certain things. Like, I think I said in my last battle, like, um, uh, something about getting shot if the nigga tried to shoot me, like, uh, I'd still break his jaw even if it hits me. Go home and let my lady stitch me. Bitch, I wouldn't even use my sick leave. I'm cut different. <laughs> you know, like... But obviously, that's a fucking exaggeration. Like, I ain't never been Yo, shot. Wouldn't, wouldn't lose my sick shot. leave is crazy. Like, wouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> what? When I thought of it, I was like, Yo, that's just crazy. But, like, I know... I understand that, like, when I'm saying that, Ain't nobody really thinking about shooting me just to see if that's what happens. Like, I mean, I can kind of see it. Like, you know, me getting shot randomly and then some troll on Twitter like, hey, but did he still show up for work, nigga? <laughs> you know, just to like make the joke. But <clears throat> I really don't, I really don't like exaggerate in a way that's like so far beyond the truth of who I actually am that I wouldn't be willing to like account for it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of, a lot of like, cause I feel like when you, when you brought this to me, like you were, you were uh, talking about when I was talking about the grind time era, yeah, I felt yeah, like, sure. I feel like at that point in time, a lot of niggas was just saying shit and trying to be something that they absolutely are not like are the farthest thing from. Mm -hmm. And like, it was, it was just bothering me at that time. True. And you know, I was still, I was still kind of like, you know, on some young minded shit. Well, like, that's I was. The era we grew up in, bro. The early, the mixtape era, the early, the late 90s, early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Like, the people who was outside saying what they had to say. You couldn't say certain shit if you wasn't cut a certain way. That's how Absolutely. we all grew up. Somehow it changed. Like, but then, and I remember grind time where you see like two, and no, it's not a racial thing. I know people outside, but you see two white kids backpacks on with fucking vans and high socks and shorts and skateboards on talk about they about to shoot each other in the face i'm not yeah like it's kind of like i can't do it yeah yeah and that's what i meant like it kind of introduced that it introduced a lot of other great things though but i didn't i didn't give those things credit until i became a fan again like a dedicated fan again that was watching you know how the game developed mm -hmm. like but in the moment, you know, I'm looking at pretty much the negatives. And, you know, I don't really attribute it to a race thing. It's, it's more of a cultural thing. Like in American culture, there are certain things and understandings and upbringings that we can all understand, even if it's outside of our culture. Like mm -hmm. I kind of I can look at you and kind of, you know, from a certain standpoint, assess what you may have experienced. That is like what I have experienced and what might not be the same and you know, a whole umbrella, like, above that. But, so when you see two white kids rapping about, like, shooting each other and they sell all kinds of drugs and they'll fuck your bitch for a pack, you know, all that shit, it's like, all right, man, like, you know, I get it. Like, you rapping, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to beat your opponent. I get all that. But it, it gets silly to a certain point because we know from a certain extent like that you're exaggerating to a point that's beyond that's basically just 
it's just complete fiction at that point. Right, right. And that's that's not where battle rap started. And we're not trying to fucking trail so fucking far away from the so far away from the path that we lose the breadcrumbs. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. At least me personally, that's the way I was looking at it. I hear you on that. You still want to you still want to have some tie back to the essence what this shit is really about and never lose sight of the fact that this shit started in the streets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's the part that that's the part as a fan that disconnects me. I'm like, this shit got to still have a tie in to where the shit started for me. Maybe that's some old right. shit, but that's how I feel. You know what I mean? But as it is right now. Mm hmm it kind of like changed the way I look at it a little bit because now it's kind of like a show. Like it's, it's, it's more entertainment than it, than it ever was before. Like we are like paid entertainers at a certain point, like more so than we are like that individual that is representing where he is from and trying to like make make a certain voice for a certain you know block that he's from you know what i mean like yeah. it's 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 less that and more like entertainment like what what are you doing for me the person that is waiting to be entertained like how much how much are you entertaining me because i don't give a fuck about you if you ain't making me like jump up and shit like react remember there was a time remember when crowd reactions was annoying yeah yeah. We hated that shit. Yeah. We're like, man, them niggas is gassing. Yeah. 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 Now it's now it's like a must. If you ain't making the crowd react, you boring. Right. Like you fucking you fucking trash. Like and so as the game shifts, like I've just learned to like understand why it has shifted and understand that there's no way. It doesn't necessarily have to go so far as to like lose the breadcrumbs, but there is yeah. no way you can avoid the chain. Right, right. Because it, it's still like, going to evolve. And that whole like, hey, man, I don't give a fuck if that nigga lost 2-1. <laughs> homie over here was just nice. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You still have to yeah. account for that factor. That's a fact. Because it is what it is at the end of the day. It's like people going to like what they like and new, new people going to gonna come in yeah. to the community with new eyes as to how shit should be done mm -hmm. and there's there's nothing there's nothing that we can do about that so let me let me do this real quick i want to i want to take it to the midwest real quick and uh and get my man boomer on you know what i'm saying and uh just to all speak right. his piece and all that boomer what up yo 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 y'all can hear me yes sir loud yep. and clear let's talk what's good man shout out tom what's good jay Yo, y'all can hear me. It's yeah. raining like a motherfucker oh, out man. here. Man, no, 100%, man. It's, yeah, it's, we can hear you. We got you. Go ahead. I, I, I mean, uh, Jay, I got a question because it sounds like you appreciate culture to, you know, to a certain extent in battle rap. Yeah. And, and it sounds like you fuck with, you know, believability uh, as well. I'm a part of believability gang myself. What you think about, like, these Sharon, these Sharon ass niggas, like, in battle rap, like, uh, <laughs> like, niggas like Sharon and these Ron ass niggas and these, uh, these KOTD white boy ass niggas and uh, Pat Stay ass niggas and shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause see, I'm gonna give you an example. Like, I guess it's popular belief in the culture that Sharon beat Tay Rock. Like, people like Tay Rock, people like Nitty, you know, shit like that. But my thing is, it's like, 
it ain't even a simple fact that the niggas white because we are you know it's white people that grow up in the hood and, and or or you know d you know do certain shit that we do but it's like when i look at sharon it's like come on man like y'all yeah. niggas gotta be playing y'all gotta be playing games like y'all how can he actually win a fucking battle against tay rock <laughs> yo, hey, yo man. <laughs> like no see dead ass though like so do you kind of like view those battles like the same like like this nigga saying all this dumb shit like this nigga's not like come on man look at this kid man like we like he looks like one of them white boys that got picked on in school like like where where did this uh do that i pick up the tool and da, da, like stop it like wh what's your what's your thoughts on that man i think i think those kinds of uh individuals and rappers were like what i really took up issue with in the grind time era but as I've come to like understand the game the way I've understood it, I basically see them as necessary for the sport. Um, not my cup of tea. I don't watch Sharon battles. I don't watch Rome battles. I've never watched Sharon battles. Facts. But they create they create ripples in the culture that I feel are necessary for its growth. So I can respect them for um, their contributions to the culture, but I'm not. I, it doesn't. They don't necessarily do anything for me as a fan. Okay, okay. I got one I more question. Ability-wise, Sharon's like freestyle ability. His able to his ability to rebuttal is like phenomenal. I I definitely like you know took some pointers from him in that regard. Like, but if we if we going into like you know content, um, yeah, he kind of he kind of he kind of falls into the category of people that I think hinder themselves from the greatness they could achieve by sacrificing their believability to exaggerate and use witty lines. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think there's a big, there's a big thing about that. Like it's, it, it just, it's just better when it's more, um, your material is just better when it's more like tailored to who you are because it's, it's right, easier, right. it's easier to come up with. It comes out more like uh, original, like it comes out more um, believable, like everything. It, it hits more precisely when you can tell like it's coming from like a sincere place. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. No, I feel that. I feel that. I'm going to get up off here, but I do got one more question because, um, you know, I got to keep it a thigh while. So early on in your career, I was fucking with you tough, right? So I'm like... uh <laughs> I'm telling niggas like yo, you know, I fuck with Jaden Nightwing. Like he he got some shit. Now my question yeah. to you is, and you still got bars. Don't get it. Don't get it fucked up. But my question to you is the choking issue. So yeah. what goes into? Because sometimes it's just preparation. A nigga be like, shit, I didn't prepare, or it could be you know other variables. Like in your career, as of you know, over the past year, year and a half, we've seen you choking in a few battles. What yeah. did you contribute? What did you contribute that to? Was it the the opponent, the moment, just lack of preparation, or you know, just natural shit? Niggas fuck up. It all. I feel like all of the reasons slash excuses, like they all fall under the umbrella of preparation. <laughs> but what I didn't prepare is kind of like it's it's specific to each battle. Like the reason specifically to each battle is different, but it all, it all falls under the umbrella of preparation. Like 
with Ace I mean it was a pressure thing. Like it was like it was like I wasn't really ready for the the kind of like historic moment that I thought I was gonna have. Like I wasn't ready for that to hit me while I was fucking rapping. Like in the fucking first round, I'm like fighting through like right. this, this like idea that I'm about to make fucking history. This is gonna be great. Like, you know, all this shit. Like I wasn't expecting to have that kind of moment right there on the fucking stage. And with Reaper, it was a matter of preparation, like as far as like just memorizing shit. And with uh, Riggs, it was just not mentally preparing, like for the complacency that I was that I was experiencing. And because I ain't gonna lie, Don Marino in the chat, but you beat the shit out of that nigga Don Marino. So when I saw that battle, Don, yeah. shout out to Don, man. Shout out to MIA three hundred five, man. He got his ass smoked. So when I seen that battle, I'm like, yo. This nigga Jay the Nightwing finna be one of them niggas. I love that like, shit. I swear to God, I do. Like, one of them, uh, straight up, like, he finna be one of them ones. And then, like I said, after that, it was kind of like, damn. But, uh, but no, nah, I fuck with you, man. I'm gonna get up off here, man. You, you got bars and shit, man. Best of luck to you, man, for real. I appreciate you, uh, Tone, for letting me up on here, man. Y'all be good. Man, no doubt, no doubt, man. Shout out to my nigga Boom, man. Word. Appreciate yeah, shout out to Boom, man. Shout out to Midwest, man. That's like, a fact, man. Shout out to Don Marino, too, man. We was just talking yeah, last night. <laughs> we was just talking last night, and he was like, yeah, man, I feel like niggas don't like me. And I was like, first of all, don't say niggas. And then secondly, <laughs> nah, I'm fucking too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jay, we gotta open up a shirt business that says, first of all, don't say nigga. Like, we gotta just dot, 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 first of all, don't say nigga. Dot, dot, dot. Right. Like, that's the t shirt. Yeah, that's a fact. That shit'll sell like a motherfucker. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But the, the whole not liking you thing, fickle. Who gives a fuck? You think Ted DiBiase cared if you niggas didn't like him? That, who yeah, cares? That's the thing, man. Like, like that was just a conversation I made up. But what how it actually goes is like he feels like like the the culture as a whole like has him as the underdog, like and it's just been that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like they always got they always got me losing and shit. I'm like, bro, like as long as you taking that as a power source, like, cause honestly I envy that. You know what I mean? Like with niggas like having me like as the victor like as some kind of dominant figure in battle rap like it makes it harder for me to remind myself that you got something to prove to yourself and to like you know the people that support you but when everybody's just got you constantly at the underdog uh category like there's nothing but room to grow there's nothing there's the only thing you can do is like lose the hunger to prove them wrong and it's really hard to lose that hunger when you're you're a battle rapper right. like because that's all you're thinking about is proving niggas wrong for me it's like i'm not in a position where i feel like i gotta necessarily prove niggas wrong mm -hmm. i just gotta because niggas 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 all see like i got the potential nobody like is denying that i'm that i'm dope it's just they want me to prove it right they want right. me to prove you know, that you they want they want to see that potential. They want they want to see it reach. Mm -hmm. Like so, it's more. I won't necessarily say that um, there's less work for him to do than it is for me. But it just for me personally is easier to transcend when I'm being doubted. Mm -hmm. And you know, you know, I express that to him, and he's just like, you know, 
Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think niggas fuck with me. And I'm like, bro, I, I ain't gonna tell you again about niggas. You <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging hey, up this phone. AJ, AJ, before before we we, we we wrap it up here, I gotta see listen and shout out to the whole society because we got our own internal strife here, right? One thing we've been doing is like song battles, catalog battles back and forth and shit like that. Now, there was a East Coast versus West Coast type battle that took place. Oh and shit. Somebody played Snoop Dogg Gin and Juice. And another person played Allure by Jay-Z in this group. And more people voted that Allure was a better song than Gin and Juice. What is your stance on that? Since everyone wants to like to know. The very the very first thing that comes to mind is how come people don't know Allure the way they know Gin and Juice if it's better? Mm. That's the very first thing that comes to my mind. It's like why did why why was Gin and Juice so popular and the Lord wasn't if it was better? And the second thing that comes to mind is there's a plethora of other Jay Z places. Like you could have used uh, fucking uh, what's that shit? Ninety nine problems, right? And you'd have had a much better argument. Yeah. Like I feel like a Lord was a good song, but like for the inside Hove fans, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, was, I think that's for the for the for the real connoisseurs of Hove. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know. But but I mean that's like that's like one of those like questions where it's like, uh, who is the better fighter between Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee? It's like, uh, yeah, Bruce Lee. Like you know, we can kind of see like how to us like you know who are inside watching all the movies and all that shit. You know, we can see like how Bruce Lee might be able to beat Muhammad Ali, and you know, he's a great, he's a great like martial artist. Right. But Muhammad Ali is proven and tested and weathered, and you know, he's done it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where I'd have to go to find Bruce Lee actually fighting somebody. Yeah. So it's like, so that's kind of like Bruce Lee would be the allure, and Muhammad Ali would be fucking. Gin and Juice. T C J, you welcomed up here anytime just for <laughs> you would have saved a lot of strife. That has now become a legend within this group. Allure. That you are you on that allure shit. Like people like, like it's becoming a thing. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that perspective, bro. And and before we before we get up out of here, I want to get uh announcements and I want to get social media, how people can follow you and things like that and interact and, and everything online. Cause I see you online and stuff. So any projects and, and, and can you drop the social media for the people? Yeah, I got you. Uh, so on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow me at, at Jay the Nightwing. And on Facebook, I don't really be on Facebook too much these days. But if you're looking for me on Facebook, it's Jehovah King. And the reason it's that is because some fucking hater reported my Jay the Nightwing name and I had to change that shit. But yeah, so it's Jehovah King on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter is at Jay the Nightwing. And as far as announcements goes, mm -hmm. there's been some changes. Uh oh, there's been some changes with this Ultimate Madness tournament. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not at liberty to say what the changes are because they want to tell you first. Mm. But yeah, the the tables have definitely turned my in my direction. Oh, the tables have turned in my direction. Is that the clue that we? Yeah. Need? Yep. Have and when you hear right when you hear there's 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 multiple changes that have happened mm -hmm. but there's one change that when you hear that one 
you'll know why. Mm. You'll know why the advantage is in my corner now. Okay. Okay. Hundred percent. I got you. I'm gonna look out for that, bro. Definitely am. And I and, and I appreciate you coming up here and being be honest, humble. I think a lot of people able to kind of understand a little bit about the, the Jada Nightwing sauce a little bit more. You know what I mean? <laughs> you was able to shot shed light on that. I, I think that's important and continue to talk because you articulate, you know what the hell you're talking about, and you're self-aware, which is a very underrated quality in battle rap. So, you know. Yeah, I think so, too. I but I'm so still, I'm uh, still fuck with you, though, when you do that bullshit. Don't do that <laughs> bullshit. These long punks, we, we done with the interview. We could be, we could be nice. We could be cool now and shit. We established a report. <laughs> that long pause and shit, and it's like, uh, like, I don't want, I'm judging, Jay. I am, I'm, a, I'm, down, I'm fair. All 16 of you brothers deserve to fucking be the main guy, you got to show and prove. I'm going to be fair. But I don't want none of this, like, ah, uh, like, <laughs> like, I don't need none of that shit, bro. Backpack on, none of that. Jay, I'm saying as yeah. a fan. You know what I mean? Like, Let me say this. Let me say this to the fans that want that, Jay. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to wait till after the tournament. Because mm-hmm. that Jay is going to have to sit on the bench for a little bit. Okay. Okay. This Mad King nigga, this Mad King nigga is different. <laughs> Mad King. All right. All right. All right. Different focus, man. Yo, Jay, I, I appreciate you giving us your time up here and, uh, you know what I mean, talking to the people, especially in the society. you definitely welcomed up here. We'll probably jump in the other room and, and chop it up a little bit after after this with the whole society. All of us, we talking here all the time. More than welcome to do that with us as well. This will be up for the people, man. So I appreciate your time and your energy. Yeah, man, I appreciate y'all, man. Shout out to Black Compass Media, man. Thanks for everything. Oh, man, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, until then, man, stay safe, man. Wash your hands, nigga. Yeah, do all Absolutely, that. man, yeah, masked up. Yeah. Shit. Purell, <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, we about to here, Jay. Appreciate you, bro. All right, for sure, brody. No doubt, no doubt, man. Yo, shout out to everybody that's out there right now. Black Compass, Black Compass Media. This has been Jada Nightwing, Road to Ultimate Madness. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully that shed a little bit of light on Jada Nightwing, his story. You know what I mean? What he's trying to bring in the battle rap. And he captured a lot of the criticisms that, uh, you know, some of us had, you know, after watching some of the work, some of the battles and everything. I think that this definitely changes my perspective on the tournament. You know what I mean? He is in here focused and trying to give us something new that we haven't seen before. So I, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to Seattle. Shout out to, oh, shout, out, oh, shout out to Washington. Shout out to Federal Way. Shout out to everybody that's out there, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's our people out there too, man. And definitely shout out to the Usos. Shout out to the brothers, man. Shout out to Samoans, man. Everybody from that part of the world too. We love y'all too, man. This is hip-hop shit, man. It's for everybody. You heard me? So, and, and I'm stealing slang from different places too. You heard me? I might say John and you heard me in the same sentence. I ain't from an evil place. Black Compass Media, Tone Bro, we up out of here. Peace.